Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are presented by HashtagBasketball.com. Let's get right into the box scores tonight, because we do have a decent amount of games, but not too many to go through. If you are just finishing up watching uh, last night's highlights, uh, whatever you're doing today or instead of working, uh, you might have noticed a, a record being set, and I just got done watching... Steph Curry, after going for 0 for 10 in three-pointers in his in his previous game, make 13 in one game, setting the uh, NBA record. So all anyone who owns Steph Curry and was kind of worried about his uh, production this year, as, as I was, um, there's nothing to worry about. It was an amazing old-school last-year Curry effort. But we'll get to that game. But first, let's just start off with the Utah Jazz at the 76ers, this game was a blowout. There's a lot of blowouts tonight, so um, it's, it's, it's a little hard to tell what was going on this evening. But Gordon Hayward, he's been back uh, for a couple games now, and he has taken uh, Joe Johnson's place in the starting lineup. Joe Johnson's minutes have dipped, uh, dropping him out of any standard league relevancy. But Gordon Hayward, he looked he looked all right tonight. Twenty points, seven rebounds, five assists, one steal. It's safe to say uh, Gordon Hayward's going to return to his normal fantasy value. It's going to probably take him a while to play his way back into NBA pace after after the injury. But it's good to see him already uh, doing enough to be standard league relevant, and you don't have to keep him on your bench any longer. So feel free to start Gordon Hayward. Sheldon Mack got the start in this game with uh, George Hill being out with a sprained right thumb. Mack is probably a um, streaming candidate temporarily, but only if you're in big leagues because he played 28 minutes tonight in this blowout and had eight points and five assists with two steals. George Hill should be back pretty soon. Hopefully uh, you would expect uh, Dante Exum to have gotten that start instead of Sheldon Mack, but uh, Dante Exum only played 20 minutes, 11 points, 2 rebounds, no assists. Not really sure why the Utah Jazz continue to shy away from Dante Exum doing anything significant on this team. The rest of this this team is uh, pretty straightforward. Favors and Gobert did uh, what they needed to do. Gobert, 3 blocks, 6 rebounds, and 8 points. Kind of looking a little bit more from him, but you really can't complain too awful much. Gobert giving you three blocks tonight. Looking at the 76ers, Robert Cummington finally made some shots. So that's positive. He was four for five from the field with 12 points, eight rebounds, and assists with three three-pointers. Might be a good sign that he's coming back a little bit and has some competition in playing time from Ilyasova. Ilyasova... He played 26 minutes tonight. He was 2 for 12. That looks like an Ilya Sova line for sure. 10 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds. I'm not sure Ilya Sova is standard league relevant yet, but there's still potential that they end up starting him based on, on their needs. Robert Covington might play his way back into relevancy. I'm I'm not super confident in, in Robert Covington after that horrible, horrible start, but he is someone who is standard league relevant when he's playing well. So keep an eye on him. If you need a guy who scores threes, he might be a good waiver wire pickup uh, just to have on your team. Since when he's got it going, he is definitely he's like a top seventy-five player. 
It's hard to judge the rest of this team. No one played over 30 minutes on the 76ers. Sergio Rodriguez still, I think, doing pretty well for uh, someone who was probably off a lot of people's radars. He only had six points, but five assists, two steals, and four rebounds in 28 minutes. That's pretty solid. Joel Embiid only played 19 minutes, but had 14 points and nine rebounds, a steal, and a block. Five personal fouls. It looks like it was a bit of foul trouble and a bit of a sitting due to the fact that it was a blowout. Next up on the docket is Rockets at Washington. Pretty decent game here. It wasn't a full-on blowout, though. Um, we did see some interesting minutes from the Rockets. The Rockets ended up starting Corey Brewer tonight instead of Eric Gordon, but Eric Gordon still played 32 minutes, so that's a pretty good sign for people who had picked up Eric Gordon. Even though Eric Gordon didn't have a great night off the bench, he still did enough to to warrant being owned in standard leagues. He's a scorer. He doesn't do much else, but he's coming off the bench and still playing 32 minutes. Nothing to worry about. It looked like maybe Corey Brewer taking his spot was going to be something a bit of a concern, but right now it's not. Eric Gordon had three three pointers, two assists, a rebound, a steal, a block, and eleven points. It's not horrible. It's a nice um, across the board nine cat line. Jordan or James Harden. I don't know who Jordan Harden is. He's not Jordan Harden's not very good, but James Harden is. He went thirty two and fifteen tonight with six rebounds, three three pointers, eight turnovers. That is brutal. But with someone who's holding the ball that much in D'Antoni's offense and basically given the right to facilitate however he sees fit. Expect some more eight turnover nights from James Harden. I don't think this is the first eight turnover night he has. So if you're concerned about turnovers, which you really shouldn't be because the best players turn the ball over, though they shouldn't turn the ball over this much, you might want to move Harden for someone who is another top-tier player who isn't turning the ball over that much. It's, I think you're going to find hard to get value for Harden because he is just one of the best players in fantasy right now along with Westbrook they're both filling up uh, categories every single night they play and turning the ball over so if you're trying to get away from that two for once is probably your only way to get proper value back for one of those guys but I wouldn't get away from him I would keep them on your team for sure Ryan Anderson five three-pointers tonight seven rebounds two assists a steal 23 points. That's a pretty good Ryan Anderson line. I, I like him as, as someone in standard leagues. He's a big man that gets at threes, and that's pretty rare. Uh, I still like him moving forward. Corey Brewer with the start. Like I said, he only played 16 minutes. Not liking him in standard leagues, even though he got the start there. Clint Capella had a little bit of a bounce back. 14 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 blocks. That's pretty nice. I'm not giving up on Clint Capella. I think he's still standard league relevant. Everyone else on that team, it doesn't play enough really uh, enough minutes to be relevant. Markeith Morris had a pretty bad game, only seven points, three for 14. That's horrible shooting. He did at least throw in nine rebounds and a steal, but uh, I still like Markeith Morris. His value, I think, is dropping a bit. He He's still inconsistent, but in standard leagues, I still think there's a, there's a place for him and he's starting. This is his position on this team. He's not going to suddenly drop to the bench and someone else is going to be starting over him. That's not going to happen. So if you're worried about a few duds from Markeith Morris, yeah, well, that's to be expected. I still think he, he's top 100 potential, for, and I 
I think he'll reach top 100 this year if he continues to play the starters minutes that he's playing. Otto Porter Jr. 40 uh, almost played 40 minutes tonight. He had another big line, so this is a couple big lines from him already in this season, along with a lot of duds. But he had 20 points tonight with three steals, eight rebounds, two assists, and a block, and two three-pointers. That is a monster fantasy line. No turnovers included with that. So I think it's safe to say Otto Porter is someone, if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up, get him on your team. He's also getting the starting job here. Kelly Oubre is not working his way into this lineup. And if Otto Porter has the potential to put this his game together, he's young enough to take a, a, a next step in his game. I still, there's not enough consistency there to, to think that this is what you're going to see night in, night out from Otto Porter. But it is nice to see that he's capable of this, and that's what, someone I'm willing to take a flyer on. Someone who gets overlooked a lot in fantasy drafts, fantasy leagues, everywhere, all across the board, Marcin Gortat. Old, reliable, old, boring, just the most boring lines every single night. Tonight, 14 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks. Another boring night for Marcin Gortat. Nothing terribly exciting, but nothing bad. And occasionally uh, good rebounds and a, and a block here and a block there. The guy uh, is underrated simply because he never you know, has 20 rebounds or 30 points or 5 blocks. So, Marcin Gortat, shout out to everybody who likes the mediocreness of Marcin Gortat because he is reliable. Uh, Bradley Beal and John Wall both scored over 20. John Wall had 21, actually, and 8 assists. Good to see his, him getting a shot back and getting uh, the offense going. I think the slow start was nothing to worry about. Bradley Beal, I don't like Bradley Beal, but he had a nice game. Four steals, three assists, two rebounds, 20 points, two three-pointers, only one turnover. That's, I think, um, where Bradley Beal's ceiling is. Uh, minus, uh, Knock those steals down a little bit. He's a scorer, and he just doesn't do anything else. He's not an elite three-point guy, though he'll, he'll keep you rolling in threes if, if, you, if you need them. He doesn't really do much else. Um, He's decent at steals, but his assists are really lacking. His rebounds are also lacking. So I'm not a fan of Bradley Beal, but if he's playing this well, he deserves to be on a team. Let's go to the Chicago Bulls-Orlando Magic game. It's been really hard to understand the Chicago Bulls team because they've been on one side of a blowout in almost every game but one this year. And it's strange that they've they've been on both sides almost as equal amount of times. Tonight, they were on the winning side of a blowout, holding Orlando Magic to 28 points in the second half, which is uh, pretty incredible. Looking at tonight's box score for the Bulls, Taj Gibson, kind of another boring uh, line guy, but someone who's very consistent. 16 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, I respect Taj Gibson, similar to the way I respect Marcin Gortat. You know what you're getting from them, but you know that they're every single night they're playing, you know, starters minutes, they're going to have a solid contribution to your counting stats. I think Taj Gibson should be owned in all leagues. He's not losing minutes to Robin Lopez. He's not losing minutes 
to Nico or Bobby Portis. Taj Gibson is the best man in the Chicago Bulls front court. And he should be playing th- around 30 minutes each night. And he's capable of having, you know, solid evenings and the occasional monster ones. So Taj Gibson, start him everywhere. Robin Lopez actually played 24 minutes tonight, which was nice to see. But the fact that he has not been approaching starters minutes, I, I still leave him off a of standard league value so far. Rajon Rondo only played 22 minutes tonight. He had nine points and six assists, a steal, and a block. You know this is a typical line for Rondo in in 22 minutes. It's not terrible. This is what you should expect. I'm more impressed with Jimmy Butler tonight. Jimmy Butler had 20 points, four steals, seven assists, and five rebounds. That's uh, Jimmy Butler old school last year, Jimmy Butler, and that's really something the Bulls are going to need if they're going to continue to win games. Expect uh, Jimmy Butler uh, to have uh, more lines like this than he has been previous to this game. I think Jimmy Butler's just getting off to a little bit of a slow start. Like I said, they've been in one or other sides of blowouts all year, so it's really been hard to to gauge these guys. So I actually think Jimmy Butler might be a little underrated simply because they're not he's not playing full games right now. Though tonight he did play 31 minutes. Nico, another off shooting night for him. His consistency is still missing. And um, Doug McDermott didn't really get an, a, enough tick tonight to be relevant. He did have four rebounds and an assist, but didn't make any of his threes, which is what you want him to do. Um, I still He's in the drop zone, and I think he's on the, the lower side of the drop zone unless you desperately need threes. Bigger leagues, uh, he's, he's ownable in. But like I said, this was another blowout. The Magic, they actually played a couple of their starters, 30 minutes, Fournier and Aaron Gordon. They played 30 minutes each, and they both played okay games. Not not too t- uh, not not bad by any means. Aaron Gordon, 15 points, four assists, four rebounds, a steal, and a block, and a three pointer. That's a crazy nine cat line when you consider sometimes he puts up duds. Uh, the potential's there. I'm holding. On. I'm continuing to hold on to Aaron Gordon this year. They're running him heavy minutes. They want to get him going. They want to s- turn him into a superstar. And the guy's got the talent. He's he's got the athleticism. He's got. I I made him. I saw him make a couple really silky outside sh- uh, shots, some long twos, and a three tonight. And I like the promise of Aaron Gordon. I'm not giving up on him. If you're in a shallow league and you just can't bear having him on your team anymore because he's not doing like something that other people in the waiver wire are doing, fine. But I I think if you keep him in standard leagues, keep a hold of him. Alfred Payton, six assists, not much else. Just a steal and a block, which I guess is pretty good uh, for a guard. But four points, only took three shots tonight. You really need to see him get going a little bit more. It's pretty um, pretty embarrassing to only take three shots. But he did only play 19 minutes. Um, DJ Augustine got more minutes than him, which is a little... Um, I, I'd say something to watch, but this was a blowout. I'm not concerned with uh, Alfred Payton's starting position. Not much else to take in this game, just considering it was a blowout. So let's move on to the Pacers versus the Hornets. Another blowout. Charlotte was up early, and only Paul George played 30 minutes on the Indiana Pacers tonight. Hard to take anything from this game, but 
these blowouts really kill your momentum. They really kill. They can kill a week, really, if you ha- happen to have Teague and and Thaddeus Young on your team tonight. Well, they both played under twenty minutes and they had really really crap games. You at least got six assists out of Teague, but Young had a really bad night. He had he was over four with only five rebounds and one assist. I'm not worried about those guys. This was a, a huge blowout. CJ Miles played a lot of minutes. He was he made five three pointers. When he's streaky like this, when CJ Miles is hot like this, it's it's a good idea to ride his three pointers. He's he's good enough to um, keep on a standard league team and to uh, to let him just play the just play the hot hand with him. Let him. Uh, run his course and eventually his uh, hot streak will kind of fall off and then you can you can dump him back on the waiver wire but i think fl- taking a flyer on him right now and playing the hot hand is a smart move because he is uh he is good enough and if you are in desperate need of threes that's a lot of threes off the waiver looking at the hornets they also only had one of their starters play 30 minutes nick batum played 30 minutes and he had a very nick batum line only nine points, but uh, three steals, four assists, six rebounds, and a three. You'd like to see him scoring more, uh, but don't. I wouldn't expect crazy outbursts from him outside of the occasional outlier. He's not going to suddenly average 20 points a game. I do still like him in standard leagues just because he does enough in nine cat leagues. If you're punting certain things, he might not be the, the type of person you want on your team, so maybe find a person who would like to have someone who contributes in all nine categories. It's hard to pick up anything else from this game. Kimball Walker, even though it was a blowout in 25 minutes, he had 24 points and 10 assists with two steals and five three-pointers. It's a pretty monster game for 25 minutes. Uh, Kimball Walker, I don't think, is having uh, a lot of people predicted him to fall off a little bit this year, and I just I think this is who Kimball Walker is. You're, you know what you're getting with him, and you'll probably know what you're getting with him for the next three years. And keep riding him as much as he can. Cody Ziller started 23 minutes tonight, 13 points, five rebounds. I don't know how I feel about Cody Zeller. Obviously, this game is not a good representation of, of what to expect from him simply because of the blowout. I'm keeping an eye on him at the very least. His percentages intrigue me, uh, along with the fact that he shoots the occasional three. I'm not ready to pull the trigger on him in standard leagues, but it's worth noting how many minutes he's getting or when he starts and when they actually play a full game. Moving on to the Heat Oklahoma City Thunder game. Um <sighs> Oklahoma City is six and one. They won again tonight. Granted the Heat aren't the best team in the world, but the Heat have played well. And Westbrook's just insane what he's doing. Tonight in only 27 minutes, he had 14 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds, and 5 turnovers. There's your uh, your turnover hit. But that's to be expected. This one was also a bit of um, a blowout, though Miami tried to make a game of it in the fourth quarter. It never really got ter- terribly close. So... This is a little bit better of a, ga- a game to gauge the what people are doing on these teams simply because the starters did play around 30 minutes. I still like Justice Winslow. He had a really bad shooting night tonight. He didn't really contribute um, in too many places. He only had three rebounds and two steals. Two for 13. 
that's a really bad night, but I th- like him in the long term this year. He's got standard league relevancy. They, I think that he don't really know what they're doing right now. And if you want to rebuild, and uh, Pat Riley is no, not afraid to blow this team up. He's not afraid to move Dragic. He's not afraid to run Justice Winslow at the point for some uh, for some reason just to get him going. Like this could be an interesting team moving forward. I think there's a move to be made here because they want to tank. They want to get a high draft pick and they want to. Um, rebuild around their young talent Tyler Johnson I like I like him a lot coming off the bench there I picked him up in a few of my standard leagues he only played 27 minutes tonight which uh, he he's usually averaging more than that off the bench he had 10 points a steal a block an assist and four rebounds so that's a nice across the board line for a game that no one was playing terribly well on the heat and he came off the bench within 27 minutes to put up. He can uh, contribute across the board, and uh, I would give him flyer if you want someone like that, especially in nine cat roto leagues. Dion Waiters got the start. He was one for nine. I think he's pretty terrible. I would not have him on my team at all. James Johnson, who I've always kind of liked uh, ever since he was on the Bulls, he had a really nice line tonight, 18 points, Two blocks, a steal, one assist, six rebounds, and a three-pointer. I'm not expecting that kind of performance from Johnson just because he doesn't get the consistent playing time. Everybody else on this team, uh, not great nights from Whiteside. Five points, 12 rebounds, two blocks. If the if you want someone like Whiteside on your team in a couple of these bad games from him, he's probably a pretty good buy-low candidate. He's going to put it together. The Heat just really haven't figured out who they are. And Whiteside's still going to be kind of a monster because they really don't have anywhere else to go other than Whiteside. So stick with Whiteside. Don't worry about him. Spy low on him if you can. Next game tonight, guess what? Was another blowout. The LA Clippers, 114. Detroit, 82. And, And that's really impressive, actually the Detroit with 82 points because at halftime they had, let's see, 33 points. They had 33 points. They were on pace for 66 points in this game. So they stepped it up in the in the second half, which is not saying much at all because they, they finished with 82. This kind of sucked because Blake Griffin was, I mean, everybody on the, <laughs> everybody on the Clippers was kind of on a roll tonight Chris Paul had 24 points. He was 5 for 5 from 3-point. He had 8 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals and a block. That's an insane, insane night with from 25 minutes. He was 8 for 10. JJ was 6 for 9. He had 3 3-pointers. Three he had 20 points in 1 rebound. JJ's getting a shot back. I like JJ just for his 3-point uh, standing uh, as a guy who's on your bench to stream to get those 3-pointers. DeAndre Jordan was 4 for 5. He had 10 rebounds and an assist. This is all under 30 minutes for all these guys. Blake Griffin flirted with the triple-double. 13 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. This was... I'm pretty sure all these lines were before the the start of the fourth quarter. I don't think... uh, I'm not going to go check, but when I was watching my stats on my teams with Blake Griffin, he basically set out the whole fourth quarter because he was one assist away from a triple-double in the third. 
So he did not he did not play the fourth. That's that's a pretty crazy line. So hard to take anything else from the Clippers other than they they were just on a roll tonight. Hard to take anything else from the Pistons because they didn't play well at all. Tobias Harris didn't fill up the uh, stat line like he usually does. I'm not worried about that. Ish Smith was one for nine. He's really fallen off. I I, I think I'm going to have to put him last and back up point guards who are replacing starters who are injured list. Caldwell Pope, who's been kind of on a roll lately, 0 for 6 tonight, just terrible. I'm still going to hold on to him. One game doesn't uh, make the man, and I'm going to I'm going to keep him on teams where I've picked him up and and got him on my bench because he he does contribute across the board and he's he's pretty decent. His starting minutes aren't going anywhere. You know, unless they score 33 points in the first half, then they're going to play like this. Marcus Morris, eh, you know, nothing really exciting from him either tonight. It's hard to it's hard to get into these games tonight with uh with um how bad a lot of these teams played and, and ended up being blowouts. A game that was definitely interesting to watch and uh, wasn't a blowout at all, um, even though. A record was set of 13 three-pointers by Steph Curry. Uh, the Golden State Warriors defeated the New Orleans Pelicans 116-106. to 106. And, and those three-pointers really mattered. Curry ended up with 46 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, and 2 steals with the, uh, the said 13 three-pointers. Congratulations to Steph Curry. You should have probably already owned that record. There's not a better person to own it. Klay Thompson... He was 11 for 29. He had 24 points, four rebounds, two, um, no, three steals and an assist and two three-pointers. He is getting his shooting legs back under him. I, I still think he's going to be hurt the most out of the top four on this team. With the addition of Durant, you know, he's. I think he's going to hurt more often than not. But he's still going to be able to put up lines like this. And he's going to average out, you know, maybe he's going to drop 15, 10, 15 spots overall this year. But he's still going to shoot good threes. He's still going to do enough of the intangibles to not hurt you anywhere. And I still like him on teams. So if, you, if you're if you looking for a guy who hits threes and scores a little bit and you think you can buy low on him, I'd still try to do that. Durant, 22 points, a silent 22 points, five assists, three rebounds, and a steal and a block. Durant's going to, that's his crappy game. He's um, he's going to have a monster year, of course. And Draymond Green, who a lot of people thought would hurt. Draymond Green's scoring is definitely going to take a little bit of a step back, but he's being asked to do a lot more. He had 12 rebounds, 11 assists, two steals, two blocks, but like I said, only four points. Didn't hit a three tonight. Um, I really still like Draymond moving forward, especially in nine cat leagues. He's going to give you those big numbers in all the counting stats throughout the year. Um, he's going to be top level in most of those, and that's a guy you want on your on your team and uh, in any league, really. Even in um, roto leagues where you might you might have to start a guy who's you know averaging eight or nine points like he is, but doesn't matter. Uh, a, a guy who does everything else is is completely worth it when it comes to trying to fill up the uh, the rest of the categories. So that's it for the box scores tonight. Um, we are going to be switching it up over the next few weeks, trying to uh, focus a little bit more on how the league's gone so far and a little bit into the strategy. We're finally getting out of the um, 
first two weeks of the season. So now it's time to start thinking about your league, about your team, what it looks like, what you need to do better. Still, this is a uh, kind of the interme- intermediary time. You still need to be focusing on the box scores and trying to figure out who you need to pick up off the waiver wire. But uh, variance is starting to um, lower, and we kind of know what players are what and what everybody's doing. We're starting to get a feel for it. In a couple weeks, we'll really have a feel for it. We'll be a month into the season, and we'll really be focusing on really almost strictly on how injuries are affecting guys playing time and who's on the waiver wires and who's uh, getting a chance to start, stuff like that. But until then, we'll be focusing heavy on box scores. But we are going to be doing a little feature on uh, the teams. Uh, hopefully, we'll bring in a few people to help us out. We're going to go through all the teams and uh, kind of say, what did we think about them going into the season? Where are they now? And, and what do we think about them later? We'll probably do that sporadically. Those would be long podcasts if we tried to do all the teams all at once. So we'll, we'll spread them out into um, the next few weeks. So hopefully, look forward to that. Other than that, um, it's been a pretty enjoyable NBA season. Hopefully you guys are all doing well in your fantasy leagues, and hopefully this podcast is helping you out. If it is, uh, please give us a good rating on iTunes or whatever podcast app you listen to us. Uh, A rating and a review helps us be noticed, helps get eyes on the podcast, and helps other people find the podcast so they can get help with their fantasy basketball as well. So yeah, do us a favor, give us a good rating, that would be excellent. Keep listening, keep downloading. If you'd like to get a hold of me, ask questions, get fantasy advice, whatever, whatever, go ahead and contact me at WatchTheBoxes on Twitter. That's WatchTheBoxes, one, all one word. Uh, I'm on Twitter quite a bit during Bulls games and off and on during the rest of the games uh, during the week. So yeah, hit me up. If you got any suggestions or feedback for the show, feel free to send them through that venue as well. Thank you for joining me. This has been Watch the Boxes, presented by HashtagBasketball.com. Have a great night, everybody. And remember, go vote. It's very important. Please vote. Good night.